Hey y'all, this is Caroline Collins, the Calac Roots podcast producer, and this mini episode offers a 2021 end of year reflection for the podcast and a look to what's next. Joining me in this year-end conversation is someone who used to have my exact title. Hey, Ildi. Hi, Caroline. <laughs> Do you mind introducing yourself? Sure, yeah. I'm Ildi Carlisle Cummins, uh, formerly Kellogg Roots podcast producer and uh, now the director of the California Institute for Rural Studies. I wanted to talk to you just quickly about what it's been like for us in this time of COVID. Like, how has it been to try to tell stories in, in the midst of what we're going through right now? Well, I guess you know, when COVID came down in the spring of, you know, 2020, a lot of the work at our organization just shifted. Any plans we had laid in the end of 2019 for what we thought we were going to do in 2020 just dramatically changed. And we, we focused most of our attention on the um, COVID-19 and farmworker communities and emerging needs in a pandemic. Um, and that included preparing the We Are Not Strangers Here series launch and everything paused for those moments of stillness and then shifted in other directions. Um, and of course, here we are still, still a year and a half later gathering over Zoom and having all digital communications all the time. So it's a different world for sure. Yeah, I think this time last year, I did not foresee that going into 2022, we would still kind of have this level of precarity and un uncertainty. But as much as as all that's been a challenge, like you said, you know, I, I had come on board to start working on We're Not Strangers Here. We were so excited about the banners launching and starting their tours and having to deal with, you know, the disappointment of them ending up in a, a warehouse for over a year. Um, in the midst of all this precarity, though, we've we've also found some new opportunities. The next two stories we're going to be sharing in Calag Roots, um, because of this moment that we were in, we ended up kind of taking them off the shelf. Do you mind sharing with the listeners a bit about the farmer equity story and like some background context on it and why we ended up taking it off the shelf? So this was uh, one of the stories that was. Um, you know, set to launch almost, it was almost ready to launch um, in the spring of 2020 when the pandemic hit the world. Um, and it was, you know, originally conceived of and written by and all the tape was gathered, the interviews were gathered by um, Hector Calderon, who was one of the co-producers that folks might have heard about way back in 2019, who joined the, the team with the story idea. And um, it tells this pretty ugly history of exclusionary policies that have kept communities of color from owning land throughout the history of California. And it focuses and as sort of the centerpiece of the story on a political effort to try and address some of that historical injustice through a group of folks, the California Farmer Justice Collaborative, that got organized and um, did some political work to write a bill and advocate for its passage. And the bill is called the Farmer Equity Act. And one of the the things that advocates at the time hoped, and I think a crew of people still hopes, is that that would charge the California Department of Food and Agriculture and um, state agencies to start addressing some of the, the exclusion um, in California agriculture experienced by farmers of color across the history of the state. 
I'm really excited to see where that story goes. And I'm excited about its pairing, how these next two um, episodes kind of really make this compelling narrative that work really well together. So we've got the farmer equity story that's um, that Hector, as you mentioned, and, and we also have a, a new member, Lee's gonna be helping to bring it across the finish line. And then um, I'm gonna be talking about a, a food justice story that we also kind of took off the shelf. And for that one, you know, we were working on We're Not Strangers here. We thought we were starting with three episodes. It grew into six to be able to really tell the story in the rich manner that we wanted to. Um, and we were talking about these really wonderful, long, rich histories of Black folks um, engaged with the land all across rural California. And as we moved into telling some of the stories and more what we would call, quote unquote, like modern times, um, mid 20th century and, and beyond, we started coming across things in terms and words like food deserts or or folks who were talking about a particular kind of disconnection with the land. And so we wanted to know, like, well, how do we go from one thing to the other? And so we went to our primary history advisor, like we did anytime we had a big question that we were trying to work through with We're Not Strangers Here, the marvelous Susan D. Anderson. Um, shout out to her uh, program manager and history curator at the California African American Museum. And so we asked her, you know, how do we tell this story of going from a place where Black folks are so very much connected to the land in California um, to instances of, of things like food deserts? And she just reminded us that that story was just too big and complex to try to shoehorn into We're Not Strangers Here. And We're Not Strangers Here was very much a story of connection. And that this particular inquiry needed its its kind of own space to breathe um, to look at some of the historical reasons of how certain types of, of disconnection took place. And so that's what this story is. We kind of bookmarked that and kept going um, head on. We're not strangers here. Um, and now we're taking that back off the shelf. And I'm really excited to see how these two stories work as a pair because I think they offer this compelling narrative that at their core both of these stories discuss how power works and operates in California by controlling access to and dispossession of, of two really vital components um, of life both land and food. So so what are you thinking about these stories LD? It felt sort of serendipitous here to take these two stories that had been developed independently and had and had sort of different origins in terms of us producing them, but to take them off the shelf and realize that they really are two important chapters to telling the story, understanding the, the structural development, the systematic development of California agriculture, which is what Calig Roots has been about, right? Sort of uncovering the historical roots of how we got to this place so that we can understand what we're working with now in terms of California farming. But they both highlight some of these longstanding implications of structural dispossession and inequity, how communities of color have ended up um, in the positions that they are in terms of California farming and um, really being excluded from the, the ownership of land in this state. Yeah, and, and I think what's really interesting about both of them is that not only do they dig into that undertold history and, and really highlight all of this um, structural inequity, but the stories also kind of get to ways that folks have negotiated these power dynamics, both through formal channels and all kinds of informal practices, right? Uh, in order to, to gain moments of, of sovereignty, even if these moments are really precarious. And I think that precariousness is something that makes 
these stories really timely, right? I think that even right, right now, we're still in a particular moment of precariousness on so many different fronts. Um, and we are trying to navigate them in the best ways we know how with the resources that we have at, at our fingertips. And so I'm just excited for folks to hear these stories and to discuss them. Yeah, me too, me too. And I think these stories have the potential to spark a lot of food movement conversation. The hope has always been that these stories spark discussion about where we're going and what kind of food system we want and um, and who, you know, who has the power and should have the power to, to shape it. It's really, really great to have you here. Um, Calag Roots grew out of your brain and we're excited to just see where this project continues to go. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah, thank you, Caroline. Thanks for listening to the Calag Roots podcast. If you like what you heard, you can check out other stories like this one at www.agroots.org or on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you get podcasts. And by the way, if you subscribe and rate this show, it'll help other people discover it. To learn more about the history of land exclusion in California and a groundbreaking legislation, AB 1348, also known as the Farmer Equity Act that organizers see as a first step in addressing centuries of land ownership discrimination, check out our next episode co-produced by Hector Calderon and Lee Schmidt called Bringing Justice and Land Equity to Farmers of Color in California. It premieres in January 2022. And to discover how Black Californians have faced and fought against food inequity in the Golden State in ways that have impacted the fight for food justice for all, stay tuned for our upcoming episode, African American Roots of Food Justice in California, which drops in early 2022. Finally, this Calag Roots podcast was made possible with support from the 11th Hour Project at the Schmidt Family Foundation.